Hi, we started. Hi guys, we're getting ready to start the Cure Radio Show. And I hope you tune in because today is about personalities. How exciting. Don't we all have one? And, um, well, there's nothing nicer and more and more enjoyable than a good personality. And it's great if we can understand other personalities that are maybe a little more complex. So this show should be very helpful and very informative. And it'll help us all get along better, which I love the idea. And, well, you know, Bobby, he always wants to say hi. Yes, hi, that's Bobby. <laughs> and hello. Um, please tune in. And it's going to be an interesting show. And he really wanted to put the camera on him. Uh, in a second. To say hello. <laughs> well, anyhow, he is here. So, just in case you're wondering. I can put my, the camera, that's okay. Just to make sure that it's for sure, it's me. That's See, me. Right next to me, yeah. Oh, okay. Let me duck in. <laughs> Guys, it's a beautiful day again in Miami. Sunny, windy, beautiful, uplifting. Very happy to be in Miami. Even happier to be a Floridian. And um, most grateful to be a child of God. Child of God. That's super cool. Okay. So any minute now, guys. I hope you guys come on in and join us. Because it will start any second now. Yeah, if the radio gets the power back. Oh, yeah, if, yeah, <laughs> that too. Well, they will get the power back. They have a backup generator. Because we were, we were in the station, <laughs> right here with the main station transmitting it, and, and she goes, oops, the power is going. The power oh. went out. <laughs> we'll be right back. Oh, sometimes the power likes to go out, you know, especially right before a show begins. But we're connected. Don't get discouraged. That's just trying to make us nervous. It won't work. Of course it will work. <laughs> the question is when it's going to work. <laughs> there you are. Right. You go ahead, you're probably better off without me. Just take a look at all the heartbreak that surrounds me. How do you live like that? I said you're probably better off without me Nothing's the same as it used to be Even my friends can't talk to me Used to have fun, now we only get together <laughs> Nothing's the same as it was before Lost track of time at the grocery store Wondering if I've this way forever it gets hard to remember the cure with amy cabo life can bring many difficult situations domestic violence addictions poverty and even sexual abuse by your loved ones welcome amy cabo and the cure good afternoon and welcome to the cure radio show i'm your host amy cabo with my amazing partner, Boris. Thank you for the amazing again. I've been trying. One day at a time. <laughs> okay. Our show is available live on your radio 
also through our app, The Cure, on any smartphone and on our website, GodIsTheCure.com, because He is. We're broadcasting live today from Miami through satellite, available in 35 radios in 11 states, just not locally in Miami, and on Sirius XM channel 131, also on live on social media, and soon after the show, any podcast player. I wanted to thank our social media followers, especially since we reach an average of 1 million people monthly on Facebook alone. Thank you, and thank God. This show deals with the issues of life, suffering, and the tenacity of the human spirit. We provide testimonials to let people know that we are not alone, and in this show, the testimony started with me. We also have experts and inspirational speakers with valuable information. Since education is necessary, awareness is crucial, and comfort is needed. God was my only cure. Everything else failed. And we hope to be a source of healing for each other. Life can be challenging, but no, there's always hope. Because God is omnipotent. He is our Father, and He loves us. The song we played earlier was Nothing's the Same by Alexander 23 and Jeremy Zong. Song. Jeremy Zucker Song, that is. Suggested by the lovely Beth Ann. And this is what I get from it. Does she guys. get a prize for it? <laughs> so, with the help of the Holy Spirit, of course. A lot of things are different. Most of us opened our eyes and can relate. We discovered what's important. Changing for the better was our fate. Compromising our values, I'm sorry, compromising our beliefs and values is not required for our growth. God's truth is never changing. We can only serve one master, never both. Those of us who deceive others are not God's children who turn pure. Instead, the enemy becomes our father with many consequences to endure. People let us down and can surprise us. Any day our lives can turn around. God allows dark times to prosper. When saving souls, the lessons are profound. Today, we will talk about overcoming... Oh, personalities. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about different personalities. Yeah, maybe overcoming some personalities. That, uh, yeah, that. we're going to talk about different personalities, guys. <laughs> and we have Merrick Rosenberg, the co-founder. He co-founded Team Builders Plus in 1991 and Take Flight Learning in 2012. He is the author of Personality Wins, The Chameleon, and Taking Flight three books about personalities. Under Merrick's leadership as CEO to take flight learning, his company has been selected as the New Jersey's Business of the Year and named one of the fastest growing companies and best places to work in Philadelphia. Merrick received his MBA from Drexel University who recognized him as the Alumni Entrepreneur of the Year. Merrick has worked with more than half of the Fortune 100 companies in the U.S. 
and around the world. So next half are coming later. Merrick. There you are. Welcome to The Cure. So excited to have you. For having me. So good to be here. <laughs> Merrick, let's start with the four personality styles you describe. Sure. Well, there are four styles. And, and what I've done is I linked them to four birds to try to make it easy for people to remember. So we start off with an eagle. And eagles are confident. They are assertive, direct. They know what they want. They call it like it is. We've got parrots. Parrots are fun. They are social. They're talkative. They're outgoing. They always bring a lot of fun and energy wherever they go. And we've got doves. And doves, they just want everyone to get along. They are harmonious and compassionate and caring. And the owl is logical and analytical and detail-oriented. So we have these four birds. Nobody's just one of them, but there's probably one that's more like home-based for you that you display those behaviors more than the others. So one dominates the others, basically. Yeah, In a you can have like, like my style, I'm a parrot and an eagle. My, my strongest style is the parrot, but I also have some eagle in there. You could be a dumb owl, you could be an owl-eagle, uh, dove parrot. You could be a combination of any of them, but there's probably one, maybe two, that we see a lot. Well, I'm trying to bring the dove to the forefront. <laughs> anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, um, but how did you learn about these personality styles? The styles have been around for thousands of years. I mean, if you go back to uh, ancient Greek civilization, ancient China, they always have four. Uh, and, and essentially, they call them different things, but, but why are there four? Well, there's four brain quadrants, there's four styles, it's who we are. Uh, I learned about them back in uh, 1994, and I thought, wow, this is fascinating. To be able to teach people about themselves, what a great day. If there's anything that people want to learn about, it is themselves and everybody else they know. So uh, I spent some time learning about styles and teaching people how to get along better. Can one bird be in conflict with the other? <laughs> Sometimes. I, any of them can, can get into conflict and not get along. But the key is, if they understand each other, then they're much less likely to get in conflict. So you might have an eagle who's married to a dove, uh, which is actually pretty typical. Eagles and doves tend to get married most often, and parrots and owls tend to get married most often. So if you picture that very assertive, direct eagle, and a dove who's more soft-spoken, very compassionate, but the eagle's very direct and blunt and to the point, that might offend the dove. But if the eagle understands, I need to soften my words and speak more uh, more caring in, in a more caring tone, then they get along and, and all is well. But it's all about understanding each other and what other people need. Well, is there like a general consensus that men are more likely to be eagles, whereas women are more likely to be doves? <laughs> That's a stereotype. It's a great question. <laughs> Actually, there was a study that was done, zero correlation. There are just as many men who are eagles as women who are eagles. There are just as many men who are doves as women who are doves, and that's true for Paris and else. What really matters is the culture that you live in, the time period that you live, or the place that you live. I, I remember my grandfather, very strong, uh, very strong dove. My grandmother, very strong eagle, so they were actually opposite. And I can remember my grandmother was always just being very direct with him, and he'd always say, 
relax, it's okay, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> and, and you can see their styles play out. So uh, it, it's more of what is culturally acceptable for people to display. There's really not uh, a, a correlation to, to what our gender is. Well, especially with the women's live movement. But, you know, I'm sure there's some genetics that play a part. <laughs> well, we lost him. His, one second. We lost your voice. Oh, why did we lose the voice? I don't know. Well, maybe you can explain more about the dove. Okay, we got you back. We just heard I'm you laugh. We're there. Keep laughing. No, yeah, kidding. <laughs> genetics, you know, the genetics do play a part, but they really play a part in determining what your style is as opposed to whether one style and one gender is going to act in a certain way. There are a lot of women who are eagles. There are a lot of men who are dove. Uh, it's not really uh, related to what gender we are, which is fascinating, because I think we, we have that stereotype. Uh, but if you think about it, look, if you were a woman in the workplace in the 1950s, you were an eagle, that wouldn't have been tolerated. Whereas today, if you're a woman in the workplace, I'm not going to say we're 100% there by any means, but much better than 1950. And, and so it's more comfortable for a woman to display eagle today in the workplace than they would have been back in 1950. So in the 50s, they might have suppressed that eagle nature Whereas today, they let it out. Same thing with men. Uh, a man who uh, was crying at, at, at the sight of his daughter in a school play in the 1950s might have been perceived as weak. But today, if a uh, uh, father lifts up an iPhone and is filming his daughter and a tear is in his eye, we might say, oh, look at that, that's so sweet. He has also a heart. Doing, also How doing nice. <laughs> look are. at that, he has feelings. Maybe I'm a dog then. Well... Wouldn't we all want to be doves? <laughs> <laughs> okay. They all bring something different. Each one of them brings something different to the world. So whatever you are, you are. The goal is to try to change into something else. Or at least whatever works best at the moment. And yes, and we will continue analyzing personalities and birds. And we'd love to hear from you. Ask a question. Which bird you are? one 34 truth or personality, we'll one right 34 truth Amy Cabell and the Cure. I'm trying to be honest with my happiness. Don't know why I'm bad at this. And I don't want to sit in on my sadness. I know it's a habit of mine. Perfect, perfect timing. I start but I don't know how to end. Sorry, sorry. Mind me, I ruined it before it began. Oh. Last night was the last night, and my past life got me here like you could never figure me out. Last night was the last time, was the last time. I never let you figure me out. Sitting here talking to myself, thinking how I used to, used to, only thing I'm used to. Last night was the last time, was the last time. Oh. Gave me what I wanted when I needed it Honestly, I mean it And if I could convince myself to feel it You know I would feel it I would Perfect, perfect Timing I saw it, I don't know how to end And now we will continue With Amy Cabo and The Cure Welcome back guys And thanks for tuning in This is Amy Cabo Yes, I think she is Remember also that you can listen to the radio show live through our app to cure with Amy Cabo, her, or as a podcast. Just look for God is the Cure on any podcast platform. 
The song that just played was Past Life by Selena Gomez. And this is my take, guys. God knows well the perfect timing. Gives us opportunities to get it right. Sadness controls us when we're sinning until one day we merit our insight. We leave behind the past life. With God we prosper and become new. We learn to live the good life, choosing love and all that's true. It can be a daily challenge, a struggle we must face every day. We surrender to His will, giving it to God, do our part, and on our knees we pray. What we want may be wrong. God gives us what we need, knows our true essence all along, directs our path, and takes the lead. We're talking about personalities with special guest Merrick Rosenberg. So Merrick, right before the break, we had very interesting conversations about birdies and, you know, <laughs> um, different types of birds, that is. Uh, but how about um, ones that are not so easy to figure out? How about complicated people or complex people? Can you simplify it to just four styles, or is there more birds to think about? <laughs> no, there really are four. Uh, you could be a combination of birds. Like, like you could be like an eagle and a parrot that is very fast-paced and makes quick decisions. Uh, but there really are four core styles. As I said, there's four core brain quadrants, and that's why there are four. It's why so many places around the world came up with four. Um, but, you know, once you meet somebody and you get good at understanding these styles, you can meet somebody, shake their hand, and tell me their style in just a second. You look at that eagle, and they're confident. They look you right in the eye. They have that firm handshake. The parrot has a big smile. They're very animated and energetic. Uh, approach a dove and they soften their voice. They're much more reserved. Um, an owl is very business-like and methodical uh, and formal. And you can just see it even in their body language and the way they speak. You can figure somebody's style out pretty quickly. What if their personality varies on the mood and the environment? Is it confusing then? <laughs> it, we all do that. We all <laughs> adapt to what's happening around us, whether it's we are at work, we might be a little different than we are at home, uh, we're in a crisis, we may be different uh, than we are typically, but the reality is your core self shines through all the time. I mean, it, it, you can see who we are. Most of the time, you're going to see that, that core style shining through. So if you were to hang out with somebody long enough, you would know whether they're more of an eagle, a parrot, a dove, or a so, but h h how long do you need? Like, for example, radio. Which bird I am? Haha. <laughs> you can often meet somebody in seconds. I, I can tell you, my kids, we go to a, a restaurant when they were six years old, server takes our drink order, and they'd be like, okay, that person is a parrot. <laughs> that was an owl. In 10 seconds, they nail it. Um, and, and so far, it's for you. I would say my guess is, your, your voice, you have a softer approach, which is, which is great. And, and I'd probably say, I'm going to guess you're more of maybe a dove-owl combination. Probably primary mm. dove-secondary owl. What do, you, what do you think? What is your gut say? Adorable. I think adorable. Yeah. Amy, you agree? Oh. I like it. I'm going to be more left. <laughs> 
Um, but there's nobody that's difficult to tell that you're just like, wow, I wonder what kind of personality this person is. You know, some people are stoic and they show no emotion. And so therefore, how can you tell? Well, if they show no emotion, then that tells me something right there. Because if they were a parrot, they'd be showing energy and emotion. If they were a, a dove, you would see that compassion and you would see they wear their emotions on their sleeve. So right off the bat, if they aren't showing emotion, I've eliminated the parrot and the dove. They're probably more of an owl who's more thoughtful. They think their emotions. They're thinking through what they want to do. Uh, they make decisions that are data-driven instead of emotional or intuitive. So, so if they are harder to read because they're not showing their emotions, that's actually helping me figure out the style. Can someone change to a personality style or learn a personality style that's really not part of them but that they prefer? Sure. Over time, we absolutely can learn different behaviors. Uh, if you take someone who is maybe very quiet and shy as a child, maybe they were more of a dove. They're very soft-spoken. They'd rather be friends with one or two people and, and just sit with a, one or two friends and gather together with a large group. But maybe as they enter the workplace, they get older and they have to stand up in front of groups and talk to a lot of people. It may be uncomfortable at first, but over time, they gain comfort. It's not that they're going to become the parrot, but they're getting comfortable with dialing up that parrot energy for a few minutes, and then they go off stage and they need to be alone for a little while because they <laughs> tapped into a style that wasn't their own. So anybody can learn any of the behaviors associated with the style, um, but they don't have to change who they are. You can still be who you are and uh, be true to your core self. Mm. How, how about bosses? Do you think certain bosses are a certain styles, or if there's if they're certain style, they're not good bosses? The thing about that is that any person can be a great leader. Any style can be a great leader. Well, you're not just saying that, well, right? What kind of bird are poli What kind of bird are politicians? Let's say. <laughs> politicians. Well, it's interesting. Look, yeah, I'll give you a quick uh, business example, then we'll give you a political example. You take somebody like. Um, Mark Zuckerberg or Bill Gates or Warren Buffett, they were owls, you know, they're owls, self-made billionaires. You know, Richard Branson is a parrot, self-made billionaire. And Jeff Bezos or Steve Jobs is that eagle, self-made billionaire. Somebody like Howard Schultz from Starbucks, the dumb, self-made billionaire. Look, very successful people, did it themselves, and all for a style. Politicians, they vary across the board. Uh, what we tend to see in the presidency is more eagle and parrot. Because on a big stage, they need to include charisma and energy. Even this presidency? Tend to win. <laughs> even, the, even the present presidency? Even this one? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think, I think Biden is much more of a parrot and a dove. I think throughout okay. the campaign, he's displayed a lot of dove style, that kind of, uh, you know, that empathy. Uh, and, and yet... Oh, throughout his president, throughout his uh, time in Congress, he's always been much more of a parrot. Just that's why he makes a lot of verbal gaps. He's always done it. That's what parrots do. They speak and then they think, "Ooh, did I say that out loud?" It's like they they speak faster than they think, and, and a lot of parrots do that. Whereas so, uh, I think he's got a parrot and dove. Whereas Trump was more like an eagle. I, I, I think I'm getting it. Oh. <laughs> You're exactly right. Trump is more of an eagle, uh, and. Whereas you look at Mike Pence and he's more of like an owl dove. Dove, yeah. Soft spoken. I think you we need to. If you're already seeing it, you get it. 
Right, it's like opposites attract. Look well, at that. I, th I think we need to get one of those uh, birdie uh, posters behind you. I'm going to put it right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyway, we are finishing this segment too. We, and we will continue talking about um, how to work with different personalities and what personalities are. And if you'd like to ask us a question or ask Mary questions because he's the expert about personalities or the birds of the personalities. Call us, 1-866-34-TRUTH. We'll right 
love God and make it count for heaven's sake. We are discussing personalities with special guest Merrick Rosenberg of The Chameleon. You mean so, he wrote The Chameleon? Or is that like a show? Well, a lot of people are chameleons, so therefore it was worthy for writing a book. So, but, um, you know, now we're going to talk about, you know, getting along with different personalities. You, not everyone's going to be the same personality, even though opposites attract, not all opposites attract, obviously. I think he has an opinion on that, too. Well, and then, but you, you write in your book something very interesting. You write about the home rule which is treat others the way they need to be treated, not how you need to be treated. Sounds a little opposite to the golden rule. Are you saying the golden rule does not work anymore? <laughs> it does. You know, here's what, what underlies both of those statements is respect. That if we think about our values, we want to treat others how we would want to be treated. In other words, if we want someone to be kind to us, we should be kind to them. We want someone to respect us. We should respect them, and that's what the home, that's what the golden rule says. And of course, absolutely, we want to respect others' needs. But what's interesting is there's a great quote: "The opposite of a profound truth may well be another profound truth." Very nice. So let's take the golden rule and let's look at the opposite, which is also true. Instead of treating people how you want to be treated from a personality perspective, let's teach treat them how they want to be treated. So, in other words. If I'm a parrot and I'm talking to an owl, and I'm a parrot, my wife is an owl, and I, I'm explaining something to her, in my parrot mindset, I might say, hey, here's all you got to do, just make it happen. And she might look at me and say, wait a minute, I'm the owl, I need a lot more information than that. I need <laughs> all of the details. And so, so what I did in that example is I was imposing my parrot style on her. And what I really needed to do is think of what I call the home rule. Treat her the way she wants to be treated. In this case, give her a lot of information. And it goes back to your question earlier. Can we display a style that's really not naturally ours? Sure. I can be the owl and provide a lot of detail and information. If that's what you need, that's what I do. It's all about respect and honoring people for who they are. You mean to tell me that when some people are maybe dependent on emotions, facts don't really work all that well you have to combine a little bit of it though it may be difficult to know how to treat how to treat the other person the way they need to be treated being that you're not in their mind that's why we always take it from our perspective or our point of view because we we, we know we think we know what would be best communication <laughs> is important absolutely I, i'll give you an example i, I was a while back i was sitting in an airport and I was watching a couple, and this was the moment I tuned into their conversation. He, he turned to her and he said, he said, I do not understand why a fact isn't a fact. And, and she <laughs> looked at him and she said, well, because it's how you said the fact. It's the way you said it to me. And he said, it doesn't matter how you say a fact. You can say it however you want. And she was like, oh, yes, it does. <laughs> now, you can already probably guess. He's more of an owl and maybe a little eagle, very factual and direct. And she's a dove, and she's tuning into how he said what he said. And now, here's what's happening. They are no longer arguing about what they are arguing about. They are now arguing about how they're arguing. Wow. They're now arguing about how he's talking to her. Mm -hmm. But they both need to meet somewhere in the middle. 
He oh. needs to soften his words. She's a dove. She needs to accept him for who he is and accept he's an owl. He's going to be factual. Okay, I get it. I can't get offended by that. But if they understood each other, they could resolve the conflict instead of now argue about the way they're talking with each other. So, yeah, some people speak with emotion. Some people, people speak with logic. But we have to understand that. Right, so maybe he could have told her the facts, but included a little bit of love in it, you know, and also hit the emotional aspect of it, you know, how it affects her or how it affects others around her that she loves or or how it would make things better, not just the facts, because that doesn't always work for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Right, that's beautiful, because then she would, he would be applying the home role and treating her the way she needs to be treated thinking about, she's the dove, I've got to soften my words, maybe warm it up a little bit, make it more compassionate, and treat her how she would want to be treated, as opposed to treat her how I want to be treated, which is just give me the facts and that's it. And, and that's the power of understanding this. It, it allows people to have strong relationships because they don't judge each other. They accept each other for who they are. And it helps us take the focus off of ourselves and therefore think about the other person more often. So I like that idea. It's very nice. Oh, I like it too, if you like it. <laughs> well, it's respectful. It's, I'm thinking of your need. If you look at when people argue, they tend to be focusing on their own need. We remove drama and conflict when we look, through, look at the world through their eyes. And if I can understand what your needs are, especially from a personality perspective, it allows me to connect. Is, is it more often than not that spouses have different styles, personality styles, or are they more the same? So is it true that uh, personality, far, that differences attract? Yeah, far more often we see people do not have the same style. Uh, it doesn't mean that people who share the same style can't be married and very happy. They can, of course. But, but generally speaking, people are often married to someone who's very different. And, and the reason for that is they complement them. They bring something else to that relationship that we don't have. Uh, you know, for me as a parrot, I bring fun and, and energy and spontaneity to my relationship. My wife makes sure that things are done properly and we're organized and, and all <laughs> the things that need to happen to make our daily lives function. She's on it. Uh, you know, she don't give me the checkbook. She, she's got it. <laughs> so so you, don't, you don't hand the parrot a checkbook. Uh, and so... so we complement each other. We bring something else. If we were both parrots, we'd be fighting for airtime, both trying to talk over each other. But as an owl and a parrot, we get along fantastically because we respect each other. Yeah, it sounds to me like she provides a structure, <laughs> which, which a, lot of, a lot of wives do, actually. <laughs> uh, but you seem to know the secret to how to get your spouse to listen to you. Ooh. We want to hear this one. I really yeah. need to. I mean, I need yeah. to learn how to, how to my, what is it, what did you say? How, no, I need to learn how to listen to my spouse. There you are. <laughs> well, here's the thing. If you want them to listen to you, you should listen how they're speaking to you. So in other words, let's, let's play with this. Your spouse is an eagle. Well, they, when you're talking to an eagle, be brief, be brilliant, be gone. Get to the point, be direct, tell them what you need to tell them. So if your spouse is an eagle, just be direct. Call it like it is. If your spouse is a parrot, dial up your energy. Be enthusiastic. If your spouse is a parrot and they share a great idea with you and you say, huh, that's not bad, <laughs> they want you to be 
bubbling over with excitement. Not bad. But what do you they, mean? It's yeah. But you can't go wrong if you become the dove, right? <laughs> well, okay. So that's very interesting. Let's continue talking after the short break. And then again, if you guys have questions or you want to talk about personalities and birds or you want to ask America a question, 1-866-34-TRUTH, 1-866-34-TRUTH. We will be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. If the tide takes California, I'm so glad I got to hold you. This is it, that's how it ends I guess there's nothing more romantic than dying with your friends And I'm not sorry for myself I wouldn't want to spend a minute loving anybody else Cause you've got me and you know And I've got you and I know and now we will continue with Amy Cabell and The Cure. Hi again, and thanks for tuning in. We're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and on social media. Look for God is a Cure and click on my icon. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's for the podcast, which I wanted to say now. So again, when you, if you want to listen to the show after that or watch the show after that, just go in any podcast platform, especially iTunes, and search for God is the Cure. Yeah, where there's a will, there's a way. There you are. That song that just played, of course, is, was my favorite one, Leave the Best for Last, Till Forever Falls Apart by Ash and Phineas. And this is my take, guys. We truly appreciate life's beauty once we get to the right place. With God, we love the fullest. That's when we're touched by grace. The world can end tomorrow. Living life with God is good enough. We're one body. We're His forever, no matter how discouraging or tough. With the right vision, everything's a blessing. It doesn't matter if forever falls apart. We give thanks to God for anything. We are filled with joy with Jesus in our heart. Nothing is more beautiful than romancing with the Holy Spirit who radiates through you. Content with every trial encountered, his perspective gives us a much clearer view. We are continuing our conversation with our special guests, Merrick Rosenberg, and he's helping us decipher personalities, especially at home. Mm. Merrick, 
you know, this personality, you know, people don't realize how important personalities can be. I mean, leaders, for example, they have to communicate to a lot of people. So can one personality style be um, help you become or be more useful in communicating? They're all important. I mean, if you think about what each style brings, if you dial up your eagle energy, you're very direct. And, and people appreciate that you're, they don't have to try to figure out what you're thinking. If you're a parrot, you communicate with energy and enthusiasm. You get people excited. If you are a dove, you speak to their heart and you communicate with compassion. If you're an owl, you provide the detail. Actually, all four of them are incredibly powerful. In fact, the best speakers, the people who stand in front of large audiences, use all four. And we hear people say, know the audience. Well, if you know your audience, you know in the audience, there are eagles, parrots, doves, and owls. So you have to use all four of them if you want to connect with everyone. If you get stuck in one style, you don't have that broad appeal, and you only connect with people who are like you. So under the same token, are, are people driven to specific careers because of their style? Absolutely. I, I do a lot of work in companies, and I, I go and I teach them how to communicate more effectively and work together better using their personality. And I, I was working with an engineering firm out in California last year, 75 people there. I was the only parrot in the room out of <laughs> 75 people. Why? It's an engineering firm. It was almost all owls. But yet, if I work with a group of pharmaceutical sales reps, I tend to find a lot of parrots. If I work with uh, in hospital systems, Often I find doctors are a lot of eagles, nurses are a lot of doves. So certain jobs tend to draw a certain personality style. Right, and I'm sure in certain jobs that are serious, parrot would not be appropriate. <laughs> right, if you, if you had a nuclear reactor two miles from your home, you'd probably be happy that there's a group of owls in charge of all the dials and <laughs> not yeah, a group of that's, parrots. That's when you call <laughs> in the owl. Yeah, definitely. And, um, well, can a, can a person switch on and off? Maybe they are dominantly one style at work, but much different at home. It absolutely happens. Sometimes what's needed at work is different than what's needed at home. Uh, maybe at home you're much more of a dove, but at work, you're a manager and the role that you're in, you have to be very decisive. You have to make quick decisions. So at work, you dial up that assertive, take charge, eagle energy. But then when you get home, you let it go and you dial up the dove style. So sometimes certain settings require us to turn on or access the energy of another style that isn't maybe natural for us, but we still got to do it. And, and the problem is that when we work out of our style, it's pretty exhausting. I mean, if we you had are, to be an owl it, it, and be a parrot, it would be tiring. Most yeah, of right. us are multifaceted. Really? I think so. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and we all have we all have all four in us, but there's but the ones that are natural feed us, and the ones that are not natural, they take a lot of energy. Like if you took an owl and said, "Hey, go to a networking event and interact with people all day long and people you don't know and have conversations," they could do it, but they would go home and be exhausted. Whereas if a parrot did it, they'd go home and be energized by it. Hmm. We have a, a, a question here from the audience, social media. So how do you deal with a difficult person at work? 
<laughs> yeah, so pro- what happens is when people overuse their strength, that's when they become difficult people. So an eagle is assertive, but when they dial it up too much and they push that dial into the red zone, they become aggressive. When a parrot dials it up too much, they become you know, scattered and disorganized. Doves can become smothering. Like they're the one who says, eat, here, take more. I'll give you, put more on your plate. It's love, but it's too much. Owls can't make a decision because they have to be perfect. So the challenge is when we're dealing with somebody at work and we, they're hard to get along with, we have to recognize, okay, if they're overusing their strength, like I just described, when do people do that? When they're under stress. So as opposed to be frustrated and annoyed that they're treating you in a way you don't like, have compassion and say, this, the fact that they're acting this way is a red flag. It's a signal that something's out of balance for them. And, and try to help them, which sounds very counterintuitive. Wait, an eagle who's, who's being more blunt and insensitive, you want me to be very nice to them? Yes, because they're probably suffering. They're experiencing some pain. And if you are, maybe they'll dial that style down a, bit, a little bit and be nicer. Especially yeah. if they're your boss. Like you said, you can't go wrong if you're the dove. <laughs> you can't go wrong. Okay. I mean, wasn't Jesus more like a dove? I don't know. I, I, you know, I, many people have said he was all four, right? And it could, what I call the chameleon is, is that faster person who can display any style that is needed in the moment. At the moment. Like, no matter what happens, they can flex to be the eagle. They can be the parrot. They can be the dove. They can be the owl. And, and, and any time you find, especially you know, you, if you meet someone today and they have that capability, that's the chameleon. It's incredibly powerful. Nice. I wonder who's a chameleon. So, but they're among us. They do. They are. They walk among us. Yeah, think, think of someone like Oprah. Take charge, eagle, running this empire. It's her business world. It, it, you know, a charismatic parrot on stage, the philanthropic, caring dove, the owl, very organized and structured how she runs her company. Uh, look, she's re- she is a great example of someone who had that chameleon ability to display all four styles, and I think it's what drove her success throughout her career. And, well, last words, can you share some stories about how understanding the personality styles has helped people's relationships? Absolutely. So, so I, I, I picture, uh, I think of a couple that's a friend of mine, and they are the eagle and dove couple. And for a long time, they... 30 seconds, the sorry. Eagle, the eagle's very direct, very blunt, and he used to eagle. offend the, his spouse all the time. And once she learned the styles, once he learned the styles, she understood it's not about her. He's not trying to be mean. He's just being direct. And he understood how to soften his words. So... When you understand style, you learn how to communicate to people in a way that respects them for who they are. And it's more peaceful great. when you care to understand the other. And we're almost done. Let's finish with that. Let's understand each other. And uh, <laughs> hold hands or sing Kumbaya. Kumbaya. Okay. Eric, <laughs> it was wonderful having you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. For more information on Merrick Rosenberg and his work, it can be found on MerrickRosenberg.com. And of course, guys, we'll finish with a prayer like we usually do. A prayer for godly grace. How we thank and praise you for the everlasting life that you have given to us by your wonderful grace and love. 
May we grow day by day to be more like you, full of compassion and kindness. Saturate our hearts with your love so that we may love you more with every passing breath, our Jesus. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, who is making us to be more like you, Lord Jesus. We want to reflect your grace and your beauty in thought, word, and deed. We ask that we may devote our time and heart to reflect on all you are and all you have done for us, so that you are magnified more and more in our life, so that the beauty of our Lord Jesus may be seen and reflect in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey guys, a little tip. If you do go for walks, when you go for a walk, Invite the Holy Spirit when you're listening to music. It can be a very uplifting experience. Try romancing with the Spirit. It's pretty nice. Thank you, guys. Uh, the Truth Network and the wonderful people. You can people. say guys from the Truth Network. Okay. Thank you, guys, from the Truth <laughs> Network and okay. the wonderful people that work with us for having us on the air. Of course, we're on the air and all other radio stations that carry our program, including SiriusXM Channel 131. And a special shout-out to our audio producer, Beth Ann, with The Truth Network. This is Amy Cabo. You have been listening to The Cure. Be kind. Always give it your best. Stay safe. And remember, be true to yourself and others, but most importantly, keep the faith. Thank you for listening to The Cure with Amy Cabo. For more information or to get Amy's book, Love is the Answer, God is the Cure, or to listen to the podcasts of previous shows, visit GodIsTheCure.com.